Hello, and welcome back to Drag Time with Heclina. Okay, first, right off the bat, I want to say we po- we put the question to our listeners uh, last episode, if it's time to get a new opening theme song. I am so sick of hearing that little clip. That is a clip from a song that I did about 15 years ago. Uh, and um, and I, I want to find something else. Mark, on the other hand, my producer, loves it and wants to stick with it because it's I, I don't I really don't know why Mark Mark why are you so attached to that song um the reason I love this song is that so many people reach out to me and um I think lovingly harass me about how funny that it is that it's kind of a cult hecklina theme classic <laughs> at this point so um so that's the appeal but I'm definitely willing to hear people out if they have opinions well, I mean, I, I just want—I just want to get a yay or a nay. Should we try and find another? The, what, one thing is, I own the rights to that, so um, we, we can keep looking. But uh, listeners, are you sick of hearing "Live My Life"? Are you as sick as I am? We want to hear from you, so please go on the uh, go on our Facebook page and let us know. It's called, of course, Drag Time with Heclina. Uh, we have somebody very special joining us on the podcast today. You might know her as the Persian Princess of Drag. Uh, viewers of season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race got to know her as a smart, campy comedian with a penchant for vintage looks. And she sings to, oh, and she's a, a self-professed nerd. Let's give it up, everybody, for Jackie Cox. Hi, Jackie. Salam, Heklina. How are you? I'm honestly so excited to be talking with you because um, I I haven't been into San Francisco in so long. But the last time I was there, I went to see you, of course, in the Golden Girls and I've always been obsessed with you. But God, you're so good as Dorothy. And now I think oh. 10 years later, I can tell you to your voice. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so sweet. You know, I was so because I was like I was looking I was looking you up and then I went to your Instagram page and and. I opened it and it said, follow back. And I was like, oh my God, she follows me. I better follow her too. <laughs> and, uh, and and then I was like, oh, let's have her on the show. So you are in Provincetown right now. Are, are you doing a little run there? What are you doing? So I'm just here on a little vacay. It's just lovely seeing some drag. And I didn't bring the drag with me, but just, you know, all of a sudden it's like, wow, I can get through. I can walk around so easily without a giant suitcase. <laughs> oh my God, I know. I know. Did you know that, um, I, well, this is something that Mark and I have been talking about. The last couple of times that I've been out of the country and I've come back in, I keep getting flagged by customs. And, and Mark thinks it's because I'm, uh, I, they know me as a deviant person or, or, or a drag queen, you know? And mm. so it's, it's so hard. You know, they always go through my luggage and they always find the tits and the jewelry and all that stuff. And uh, it is, you don't check that stuff, Eklina. It is checked, but they they take your checked luggage and they go through that too. Oh you know, they, well, yeah. I just, I assume I assume someone looks through it and just it, it gets very confused and quickly zips it back up. <laughs> so you're in Provincetown and you're just slumming it, just hanging out watching the other girls. Just honestly, it's it's the best. It's it's like I love this place because I can just see a different show every night. Tonight I saw Jessica Vosk. Um, mm-hmm. who is amazing Broadway singer, Beltris. She she did her show with Seth Radetsky. I'm seeing Varla Jean Merman. Uh-huh. I love it here. I just love it here. 
I think Varla's doing that show at Oasis uh, also. So you're going to be at Oasis with your show. When when, when is that? Saturday uh, and Sunday, the 4th and 5th. So we want to know about the show. What, what's what's it called? It's called Jackie Vision. And it's um, my show, Jackie Vision, is uh, really just my love of all things TV. I don't know about you, but I spent so much of the last year just watching TV at home. Um, and I decided to kind of make a show about that and some of my favorite TV shows. And of course, inspired by WandaVision, which, you know... Right, right. Was a big part of my uh, 2021. Um, so yeah, and it's it's it it has like a bunch of different numbers of different TV shows that I love. People always ask me like, did I have to see Wandavision to enjoy your show? Uh, and the answer is no. Just come and it's it'll be a it'll be a hoot and a holler. Uh, no Golden Girls though. I would never. I would never dare bring Golden Girls on your turf. Oh, honey, that's so sweet. <laughs> so what what got you through this past year on television? What what stuck out for you? You know, I mean, WandaVision was great because I loved like classic TV. Like I will sit and like watch old sitcoms, especially when you're stressed or anxious. And so, okay, you're you, a lot younger than me. So what, what is classic to you? Well, so I'm, I'm luckily the age that I got to see everything on Nick at night. Like kids now, they only see like sitcoms from the nineties. But like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, they still had like Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie, uh, all of those old sixties shows, even some of the fifties shows too. Like, wow. um, but I, I used to watch those on Nick at night and I loved it. And actually I have like all of I Dream of Jeannie on box set. I have, um, what, what, but I, lately I've been watching Brady Bunch. It's just so dumb and comforting. It's like, these are, these are, these are not problems. These kids have, these kids do not have any real problems. I love did, it. <laughs> did your parents, uh, did, did your parents use television as a babysitter? Like, did, did you grow up watching television? Well, definitely my dad did. So my, my parents divorced when I was very young. And when I'd mm-hmm. go stay with my dad, my, my mom, my mom didn't have cable. So, oh. you know, whenever I was with my dad is when I would really, you know, and he didn't know what to do with me. I was just this little small gay child. He's like, go watch, go watch the, you know, go watch the witch who, you know, wiggles her nose. I loved it. That's a very gay show, you know. Very gay show. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's like half the cast or more were gay. So crazy. Yeah, and I love that. Like Elizabeth Montgomery, like she like didn't she headline West Hollywood Pride one year? I love that. With well, actually, Dick Sargent headlined it. Uh, the uh, the gay Darren too. Darren too, and they were such good friends. You know, my my friend used to do her hair back in the day. My friend Bailey Clift, who was the director of this Baby Jane movie, it's a parody of the movie Baby Jane that I was in, and he did her hair. And um, he told me like the first Darren got so whacked out on pills and booze on the set that he, one time he was kind of he got threatening with Elizabeth Montgomery, and she was like. Get him the fuck out of here. And like a week later, there was a new Darren. And I think because she was, I, I maybe she was a fag hag. She got along really well with Paul Lind and people like that. But um, so she went, uh, he, he invited her to go to ride in the in the parade with, with him. And uh, they were good friends. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Elizabeth Montgomery. Gone too soon. <laughs> exactly. All right. Oh, so I uh, Thank you, Mark. It's here in my script, of course, Jackie Vision. So, so I did the show um, a couple months ago, just kind of like a workshop of the show uh, at a couple places. I did it in um, Cincinnati and I did it in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I was like, I think this show, show will actually work. So I, I put together a little tour. So I'm doing a little bit on the West Coast and then I'm doing the Midwest. And then in October, there'll be some 
East Coast things that, that will be announced later. So stay tuned. More, oh, yeah. more to come. <laughs> I definitely want to thank you for being one of those RuPaul's Drag Race girls who says they have a one woman show and they actually do. <laughs> because I have definitely, you know, when, when I when I owned part of Oasis, I had a lot of those girls come through and uh, not all of them had a show to give. So, um, of course, the, the usual suspects did, like Ben De La Creme and Jinx Monsoon and people like that. So, um, but uh, I think that people are going to be very pleased with Jackie Vision. Well, and those and those queens like really inspired me. I mean, I started doing one woman shows even before Drag Race, just because I was like, this is what I love to do. I started doing them in New York at the Lori Beachman, where you know Jinx and Dale would bring their shows, and they were always so sweet to me and you know very encouraging of me. And uh, when they find out when they found out I got cast, they came to see I was hosting um, uh, a show at the Beachman, and they came and they were so sweet and they said. Um, you know, Jackie, just get ready. From now on, you're going to do all of your shopping at airports. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's kind of true. Uh, actually, Jinx was, she missed, she missed one of her, or she forgot her makeup for my roast. And she was flying to San Francisco and she had to buy the makeup at the airport and do her makeup on the plane. <laughs> so, yes, that is true. Um, well, is that, you know, how, how have you been enjoying your fame from, you know, so far? Well, it was so weird. You know, my season began airing February 28th, 2020. Oh, yeah. And two weeks into it, all of my gigs were canceled because of the pandemic. And so I spent like a year at home just, you know, questioning my life choices and watching a lot of TV. And then, you know, now since since being vaccinated, I've been traveling, you know, and it's everywhere is different. There's different regulations and rules to follow. And I I just I just I always ask, what what do I have to do? Where do I stand? Can I, you know, some places you can't. You have to use buckets. You can't touch them. It, it, every, everywhere, everywhere does things differently. And I just love kind of, you know, meeting people, seeing them, even if just their eyes over a mask is so much more validating than, you know, uh, a virtual show, even though those were really fun to do as well. But I'm excited to finally see oh, human yeah. beings. Yes. And this is my first time back in San Francisco since I think 2013 was probably the last time I performed there. So I used oh, to. Wow. So when I I, moved, I started drag in New York in 2011, mm-hmm. and then shortly moved actually to 2010, and then I shortly moved to San thereafter moved to San Francisco, and I just went to the Edge one night, and Cookie Dough was so kind, and oh. she said. Mm-hmm. She said, "Yo, you do drag. Come be in my show." And so mm-hmm. she would have me at, you know, at the monster show at the Edge. And I was still working a full time job. She's like, "Oh, whenever you want, honey. You just come, mm-hmm. you know." And so, it, it, you know, that's one of the last shows I saw was her in in the Golden Girls with you. And what a wonderful human being! And I always will have fond memories of San Francisco, in a big part because of Cookie Dough. She was just so welcoming. Oh my um, God! Well, I, 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 I was so incredibly close with Cookie Dough. Uh, we, yeah, and all she would do is just talk shit about you, which was just really, <laughs> which was really great. That's okay. I talk shit about her right to her face. <laughs> um, she, she's looking I, down on us right now. <laughs> I continue to talk shit about her. <laughs> Actually, um, yeah, no, we started Golden Girls together, and uh, she was my downstairs neighbor, and we just did everything together. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I've been thinking a lot about her re- recently. Wah wah, because I had, I had another uh, another friend die this past weekend. Um, I'm so sorry to hear. Yeah, well, I was estranged with him, but it was still it still came as a bit of a shock, you know. So then it started yeah. me thinking about Cookie, and that was very traumatic because I, I, I was opening up Oasis, and um, 
I, I was scheduled to go do Golden Girls in Puerto Vallarta, and I, I, I was like, Cookie, I can't go. So we got somebody else to fill in as Dorothy and travel to Puerto Vallarta, and it all happened there. Like, she fell into a coma. And you were supposed to be there. I didn't know that. I was supposed to be there, yes. And, um, and so it was so traumatic. But Cookie Dough was the salt of the earth. She was so, so great. Um, so anyway, wah, wah, she's dead. Okay, let's move on. She's dead, but I will say she made, she made, she made the year I lived in San Francisco so amazing. And so I'm just oh, excited to come back and, you know, reconnect with that city. It's such a great city, San Francisco. Yeah. Um, yeah it's I'm, cold every day. I love it. <laughs> it's perfect for drag. I've been sweating my tits off everywhere on the East Coast. So fuck, I had to do three brunch shows in Houston in 90 degree weather last month, three brunch shows and the dressing room was in like i had to walk outside to get to the dressing room so by the time the third show came i don't think i was wearing makeup Heclina. i just think oh it was me God. in a wig how can they <laughs> how can they do i hope they were paying you well uh, yeah i i mean they, they, well enough well yeah, enough yeah. That, that's right you know i i think about this the season 12 girls you know i sponsored rock and sakura i sponsored her uh I gave her a bunch of money for her runaway looks and stuff. And then I, I know for a fact that she was so devastated because you girls kind of got screwed. You weren't able to go out and make that money when you were supposed to, but you're, you're going out now and you're, and you're making that money. Right. I mean, I'm doing, I'm literally doing whatever I can. Like we're, <laughs> we're, they're like, do you want to come to the opening of an envelope? And I'm like, yep. What's it pay? I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Good for you. That That's a good attitude. That's a great attitude. And, but you have been getting some really, really amazing bookings. And I, I want to know about working with, how did this happen? Uh, you working with Lisa Rinna on Days of Our Lives. Oh my gosh, how crazy. So you know, for those who watch season 12, you know that I I, uh, I portrayed Lisa Rinna in the Snatch Game. And ever since that moment, she's been so great. Like she's had me do like posts for her. Um, you know, she hired me to do a campaign for her lipstick and whatever. She's been so sweet. Her team's been so amazing. And I just got this email being like, hey, someone from Days of Our Lives casting wants to reach out to you. And I was like, Okay. And they were like, we're going to bring you in. Uh, we're doing a special on Peacock. It's a six episode miniseries. We're bringing Lisa back and we want you guys to do a couple scenes together. So uh, it was all, uh, they were like, well, we're not sure when it's going to shoot exactly. So we'll, we'll let you know like the, the, the week before. And so I was like, is this really going to happen? This was like a month out. And then finally they're like, oh yeah. So you're coming in, uh, you're flying in Tuesday and you're flying out Thursday and you're just one day on set. And I I never been on a soap opera set before, but it's almost like a drag race challenge because you only get one take because they have to do so many things. Mm-hmm. So it's like very fast and furious. So I like I was you know I, I had three scenes and I did them all you know within an hour. They were just like bang bang boom. You know they just reset a couple things and we just did it. And Lisa was so you know great. She was like telling me to like find the good light. She was just she was just honestly. I mean, what, you know, I didn't win the Snatch Game, but I think I won the Snatch Game. You definitely you know won. I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and, and we can watch this. It, it hasn't aired yet, right? It hasn't aired yet. It's airing uh, starting September 6th on Peacock. On Peacock. Okay. On Fabulous. Peacock. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, so, you know, just another streaming service for you to, you know, sign up for. Uh, but, yeah, but right. I mean, and everyone was so sweet at the Days of Our Lives uh, set. I can't reveal much more about what I'm doing in the show, but it's really fun and campy. And, I mean, I, it's all I ever wanted to do was do a soap opera stare down. Like, I can't wait to see it with, like, the underscoring music. It's going to be so Whoa, drama. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Oh, well, great. 
so let's go. Let's get to this thing. Why are you a self-described nerd? Uh, well, I think so. I I think nerd is something that we now can expand to be. Any. I think everyone everyone has to be a nerd about something, or you're just a lame person. You have to be some kind of nerd. But maybe you're a nerd about drag. Maybe you're a nerd about politics. Everyone needs to embrace their inner nerd. For me, you know, I was very like the the classic nerd in the sense that I loved star trek as a kid i had the oh, star trek encyclopedia uh-huh. <laughs> i could tell you about every every alien race on star trek i was obsessed with all of the women's hairdos i loved it as a kid and so that was like my big entry into nerddom and then you know from there i'm like i, I feel like i'm a nerd about any musical theater nerd i'm a politics nerd it's just about whatever those things are that like bring you joy and you know to tie it back to my show that's what my show is trying to celebrate it's like you know, if you binge watched the nanny all pandemic long, I celebrate that and I support you because we need those kinds of things in our lives. And that's, that's to me is what being a nerd is. It's about celebrating those things that you love and not caring, like no longer calling them guilty pleasures and just being like, nope, I'm a proud fan of blank. And yes, Whoa, yeah. I have. And yes, I have the cosplay to back it up. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, that's true. You know, like, I guess, I guess when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was a superhero nerd. And then when, when I became uh, an adult, I was a music nerd. I still am very much a music nerd. And certain things do give me comfort. Like, and, and I'm not ashamed of it. Like Peach is always, Peach's Christ always makes fun of me because I will watch any action movie. Uh, any kind of Ben Affleck, you know, Matt Damon <laughs> bullshit. Wow, really? It. Yeah. I'm so into that kind of machismo, like, Steven Seagal van I mean that's a guilty pleasure. Um but, but you uh, know what? Not, own it. it. Just own it. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Heklina is an action nerd. You heard it here yeah. first, people. I'm a horror movie nerd too, and and I'm a golden I guess I guess I'm an all-around nerd. There's certain things that I just don't like. I don't like sports. I'm not a sports nerd. I'm not a Mark, what what kind of a nerd are you? I'm a nerd who figures things out. Oh, so you're a tech like a tech nerd. nerd? A little bit of a tech nerd, yeah. But I I have these weird affinities for genre, like film genre, and I like horror movies and thrillers. Um, I like really dorky TV. Like right now, I'm I'm watching all at the same time. I'm watching all the murder she wrote, but I'm also watching all of the Sex and the Cities and all of the Dexters. So, oh wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Murder, she wrote. Mm-hmm. I mean, Angela Lansbury. Talk about gay icon. Totally. Uh, well, you know, Christine, uh, Christine Vale, the, the singer, we had her on this podcast. She was, as she is, a huge Murder, She Wrote nerd. And when when we were on this cruise, we went uh, left. We were on a cruise that left from Long Beach, and we had to stay on the Queen Mary overnight. And she was obsessed because they had recorded an entire episode of murder she wrote on the queen mary and, and isn't it haunted <laughs> i'm sure it has to be it has to be haunted i remember as a kid my dad would tell me it was haunted and i get so scared whenever i'd go oh wow i don't know uh i, I should bring a ouija board there and check it Ooh, out have some spooky moments i know i know uh so let's so let's talk about your folks so is your dad muslim and your mother no your mother is muslim my mom is from Iran, um, uh-huh. so she's not really practicing, but her family, you know, my, my mom's family is – so Iran in the 60s and 70s was really trying to be a secular Western country, right. and that's mm-hmm. a, a big reason why the Islamic Revolution happened. But they were like – they were they were 
Muslim the same way, like, you know, I would say most Americans are Christian, like that kind of just like, oh, yeah, like, this is what we believe. But like, totally. we don't go to like the mosque every week, you know, they were mm-hmm. just kind of like, this is just God. And this is what we believe, mm-hmm. you know, and when I talked about, you know, being free to, you know, fr- to be who you are in the United States and, you know, wearing a hijab on the runway, it wasn't so much to say like, oh, because, you know, I'm a devout Muslim, it was more to say, like, there are so many amazing women in my life, my mom, my aunt, dear family friends, many of whom are very devout, who feel like they can't say that in the United States, because mm-hmm. they'll be people will think that they're terrorists, or that that's all that that is, which is so unfortunate. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting, because in Iran, right, the headscarf is mandatory, and many women fight against that, which I also support, like, I'm here right. to support freedom in every exactly. sense of the word, freedom to to celebrate and, you know, practice your religion, however it is without fear of persecution, either from people in the United States or from people in Iran. You know, I think that it's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting society we live in where this whole country is founded on freedom of religion. And yet we treat people from this one religion as if they're all terrorists. And that's how so much of the portrayal is in the media, especially when I was younger, but even through to today, it still feels like that, you know? And, 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 and just like, just like with Christians, it's only a small, a small portion of the people who make it, who make us afraid because they're, they're so hard line. I mean, I, I was looking about, uh, extremism in all forms yeah. is horrible, right? Yeah, to- from totally. any anywhere, from anywhere, extremism Absolutely. is just not is not okay. <laughs> no, no. And you know, I was looking at pictures of Afga- Afghanistan and Iraq in the seventies, and they were all uh, they were all go- be- being very Western, you know, and stuff like that. And um, and yes, I think that that at, that is what was the, what the Islamic Revolution was about. And uh, yes, uh, I mean, I'm not. Muslim, so I can't really say, but I, I would be terrified if I was a woman or a gay man in Afghanistan right now. So, but uh, my yeah. God, it's such a mess. It's such a mess. But yeah. anyway, the reason why I brought and it up is And all we can be- do, oh. I would say this, is we got to just keep supporting, you know, yes. um, supporting refugees, supporting those mm-hmm. who are, are seeking asylum, especially those who, you know, we know will be persecuted in Afghanistan and, and around the world, especially our queer our queer siblings, you know, yeah. or, or, and, and trans siblings too, uh, across the world who, you know, come to this country hoping that it'll be better. And in, in most cases it is. And I think we have to do two things. One is protect freedoms for people who live here, right? And protect our, especially our trans siblings. And then for those who aren't here yet, you know, support refugee and asylum seekers here. I always have had so much uh, bravery. This is completely kind of different tangent, but I, I had so much bravery because, you know, I was a queen in San Francisco. I was in a bubble, but I always had so much admiration for the people in like Biloxi, or, you know, or something, or Des Moines, who, who were, who were trying to, you know what I mean? Or Lubbock or something, you know, who, who were, they were really going up against the shit, you know what I mean? And so it's not, it's not, of course, just in the Muslim countries, but right now, the reason why I brought it up is because, uh, because of, of season 12 and when you, and, and your runway look. And, um, and I, I didn't even know this. I didn't know that there was this controversy at the judge's table, um, during the judge's comments, Jeff Goldblum asked you if there was something explicitly in Islam that is anti-homosexual and anti-woman, uh, and he got a lot of flack for that. So how did you feel when he when he said that? You know, and I've talked about this a few times, but I, I, I just love to say that, you know, 
It was such an example to me of what I was trying to say, which was that yeah. so many portrayals in media, in Western media for the past 50 years have been so negative right. that I'm not, I sadly wasn't that surprised that that's what his interpretation was. I do think he genuinely listened to what I had to say. Um, and hopefully, you know, I didn't get to talk to him afterwards, but hopefully, you know, he learned something, which is to remember that like, you know, you, you, you can't just, just because, um, Western media has said this for so long, doesn't mean that that's actually true or that it's not any different than any other religion that has, you know, negative elements to it as well that are, you know, Christianity could also be called anti-woman and anti-gay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so I, I think I, it's, yeah. it was, it was a moment where, you know, obviously it was, it was emotional for me because it was something that really upsets me that people still think that, you know, that people still think that, um, an entire religion or an entire culture or an entire region of the world is just full of people who hate them. And that's just not true. You know, I know so many amazing queer Middle Eastern people, many of whom who've reached out to me since the show, thanking me for, you know, being a different kind of representation up there because it's just, there isn't much. It, it must be so frustrating to constantly face this, this, you know, this, well, it's, it is kind of like a, you are assuming something like my family. And, and I do think it is because of American radio and American, you know, uh, some kind of subtle brainwashing, you know. Um, so, yes, it has to be. It's to, I'll constantly conf be confronted by that. But also, isn't it true that you were reacting that that episode against President Trump's Muslim travel ban? Were, were you making a statement there? Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to say was that, you know, there's people just because you're from a Muslim majority country. Right. And that's the thing is it, 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 it's so blatantly racist because, you know, he was like, Oh, we're just doing this travel ban, but it all happened to be from Muslim majority countries. It's right. like, so, you know, my aunt couldn't visit, especially my mom has been really sick the last two years. My aunt couldn't come visit her, you know, and now she finally can. And of course now there's a pandemic, <laughs> right, but it's, right. you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's, um, it's so upsetting to me that, 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 that Trump was doing this. And so I knew when I got cast on season 12, I had a feeling based on, you know, when they, you know, they give you the list of runways. I was like, oh, this is going to be, a, I think, a political season. My look on the runway was the uh, red and white striped caftan with the midnight blue hijab with the 50 stars around it, representing a patriotic vision of a, of a Muslim woman. And I was wanting to share my story and share my family story and put a face to it. Because I think people just look at, Afghanistan or Iran and they just think oh that's just happening over there but it's like no there's real people it affects real people there it affects real people here and uh you know we have to find ways to like I said open our hearts and minds and mm -hmm. not you know not not judge a book by its cover and let people share their hearts you know and, yeah. and who they really are no, it's it's true, and and I I have to try and be that way with my relatives who are a lot of them are born again Christian, and I love them, but I just can't listen to their their uh, politics. But anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole. I just I just wanted to bring up that that episode and the controversy around it, um, and uh, and thank you for your honesty about that. 
Of course. Hey, yeah. honey, we're, I, I, I'll always spill the tea with you, Athena. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of spilling the tea, let's talk about your podcast, It Do Take Nerd. Um, so the it was so we- <laughs> much fun to make. Oh my gosh! So it's it's we we do we did the we did the first season. We are going to start working on a second season as soon as my tour is done. But you know, World of Wonder kind of approached me with this idea. They're very sweet over there. You know, they yeah. they, they tried especially you know for us after the pandemic to really support us and ask us how they could help us and i know rockham did uh, rockham's tv show which was so cute the superhero yeah um and they were like would you want to do a show and i was like oh that seems like a lot of work so i, I how about we do a podcast instead <laughs> no I, but i mean we, we i did do the extra lap recap show with them which was a lot of fun to do i filmed it on my green screen but then they were like oh do you want to do your own show and i was like what if instead we do a podcast and i had this idea which was like to talk to you know drag queens and other nerdy folks in the queer world and kind of talk about the intersections of queerness and nerdiness, which I think, you know, maybe it's because we, we know we're different from a young age, but I think queer people especially love to gravitate towards what I would say are kind of nerdy things because it gives us a sense of belonging. I think, you know, like, when you're at a Star Trek convention, no one's no one's thinking that you're the weirdo, you know, and <laughs> and, and and it feels great, you know. And I think for yeah. some, I certainly when I was a kid, I felt like a weirdo a lot of the time. I felt like, oh, I like things that other kids don't like. That's weird, um, you know. Like I I I I wanted to collect action figures that were Star Trek characters and not like, I don't know what uh, the other kids were collecting, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, maybe. You know, I I was I was nerd about other things, and I. And I wanted to find a place where we could celebrate that and then also talk about like how we can make these things even more overtly gay, you know? Um, so it was really fun. Uh, like one, on one of the episodes, um, Jada who won season 12 was so excited because, you know, she started watching Star Trek during the pandemic and she was like, Oh great, Jackie, we can talk about Star Trek now. Cause I know you love it so much. And I also found out that she was a big fan of rent. And so oh. I surprised her by bringing Anthony Rapp onto the show. And she was so gagged because she was just like, oh, my God, I just saw you on TV. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and he's like, yeah, I just saw you on TV. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a fun podcast where, you know, we just get to be dorks and talk about dorky things and what they mean to us. All right. Well, yes. Uh, once again, yeah, I do. I do love that. I, I felt like I was I felt like I didn't have any kindred spirits growing up. And it was so great. When I grew up and I went to San Francisco and I realized that there was so many freaks and nerds. So it's, uh, we all have to find our kindred, our kindred spirits. That's right. Um, uh, do you have any other projects that you want our listeners to know about that are, that's coming up? Of course, we want to talk about Jackie Vision, your show. And, uh, you know, is there anything else coming up down the pipe? Stuff you can talk about? Well, yeah, so Do Take Nerd Season 2 will be coming. Jackie Vision, the tour, is coming to SF and then Worlds Beyond afterwards. So if you're listening to this podcast, it it may be coming to a city near you. We're doing a lot in the Midwest. And then, yeah, and then there's a couple other things in the works that I can't announce just yet, but I'm very excited about. So so I guess what I would tell your listeners is to just go to Jackie Cox NYC on Instagram, (laughs) where I'll be sure to be posting about it. Okay. Uh, So we're just about at the end of our podcast. So I want to ask you, now, I, I don't think we've ever officially met, have we? You and I. I've 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 come to see you in shows, but you know, then you you have you know lashes on and things. You're very busy, but right. yes, I, I we I, I we haven't like had a formal 
IRL chat. So okay. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing some sourdough bread with you next week. Oh, that'd be great. Well, actually, I won't. I won't be in um, in San Francisco. I'm going to be in. I'm here in Palm Springs. Oh, delectable. I won't see you in uh, San Francisco. But I wanted to ask you this question. Even though we've never met before, Jackie Cox, what is your favorite memory of Hecklina? I ask everybody, I ask all my guests their favorite memory of Hecklina. So I have to. It has to be the first time I saw you as Dorothy because you're so (laughs) good. You're just so good at it, you know. And it was it was one of the last shows I saw in San Francisco before I moved, and it was just like such a you know and cookie dough had been talking to me about it for a long time but i'd never gone to see it so then i finally went you know and of course you were always such a big name in san francisco that i was like wow this is so cool to see you doing this because it's you know it's so campy and so fun and i if the listeners here have not seen heklina in the golden girl show then they are missing out and they need to quickly google what they can oh you're so sweet uh, well, thank you so much. Well, uh, I guess we've come to the end now. So I want to say thank you, Jackie, for being on with us. Thanks, Kleena, uh, for having me. Absolutely. And uh, go see Jackie Vision. You can go to sfoasis.com to find out where to get tickets for that. And uh, you can follow Jackie Cox, like she said, on Instagram at Jackie Cox NYC, Twitter, Jackie Cox NYC. Uh, website and TikTok. Don't forget TikTok. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now Mark did not find a website for you, but you can find the Jackie Cox collection at My Best Judy merch. You is can. That, you can also go to um, JackieVisionTheTour.com. Is is My Best Judy? Is that Gina does that? Yes, Gina. Gina oh, is so amazing. Gina yeah, also yeah, yeah. Gina also works uh, with me on my live bookings as well. And Gina is so incredible. Well, and, tell her I said you know, hi. Yeah, I will. And I, I also I'll tell the listeners because people are always asking like you know like support small queer businesses. My Best Judy is literally run by two fabulous queer women who I adore and. You should go buy merch, not just from me, but from all of the queens. Yeah, and and especially after the pandemic, we all need your help. Um, we That's all need, right. We all so you can find me. Speaking of help, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Hecklina. If you love us, please show it. Tell anybody you can about Drag Time with Hecklina. You can give us a tip so Mark can keep the uh, podcast going. Just find Drag Time on Venmo or Cash App. Thank you to all of our listeners, and finally, once again, thank you, Jackie Cox. Thanks, Eklita. Thanks, Mark. Yay. Mwah.